This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of I Am Gotham. Yes, we're back with some new episodes. So let's get started. This week we're going to be talking about uh, Detective Comics number 51 and 52. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to tell pretty clearly which one of these two is my favorite. But let's get started with Detective 51. Uh, this came out in May of 1941, and it's called The Case of the Mystery Carnival. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and start reading the little captions at the beginning of the issues, because I really like the way that they set things up. When crooks take over an amusement park, along with the wealth they so eagerly seek, they find their dreaded nemesis, the Batman. It is he, the mysterious being of darkness and laughing, daring, young Robin the boy wonder, who side by side break up the crafty evil game and bring swift justice to the minions of crime who figure in the case of the mystery carnival. So yes, another carnival story, and yes, this is another gangster story. But uh, it's a pretty interesting one, and there's some things that uh, transpire in this issue that are a little different than what we're seeing in previous issues. Uh, pretty much the setup is that Bruce and Dick are going to the carnival. Um, obviously Dick wants to play some games or whatever, but... Bruce is there to see his old friend Colonel Dodds, uh, and Colonel Dodds is a World War One veteran who happens to run this amusement park, and uh, it's a typical amusement farm. There's no freak show or anything, but you know there's roller coasters and Ferris wheels and uh, those crazy games where you like throw balls at things to get prizes or whatever. And uh, so they're walking through the amusement park. Uh, Bruce is looking for Colonel Dodds, and Robin sees. Uh, a little game where you knock down milk bottles. He's like, oh, Bruce, I want to play that game. Let me have a chance at it. He's like, I'm a great shot. So, of course, he's he's the boy wonder. So he takes a shot at the milk bottles and uh, immediately locks them all down. And he's so good at uh, at this game that the guy running the stands like, look, kid, here's your prize. Just get the hell out of my game. I don't want you here because you're going to ruin all my customers. And I can't make any money with somebody that good. So... They start walking off, and uh, finally they get inside to the office, and uh, Colonel Dodds comes out, and Bruce is like, oh, hey, old friend, how are you doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm fine, it's it's nice to see you, but I gotta go, I gotta go, we'll see you later. And Bruce thinks it's a little bit weird, and so does Dick. So they go outside and start following Colonel Dodds, and the colonel's talking to another man behind one of the tents, and he starts scratching his leg. And Bruce says, well, that's weird. The colonel's scratching, scratching his left leg. And Dick says, so what? A lot of people scratch their left leg. And Bruce, but Colonel Dodds has no leg. He lost it in the World War. He was, wears a false leg. Only a person with a leg would scratch it. How can he scratch a false leg? And Robin's like, huh, it can't. That means that this is not Colonel Dodds. Of course. Detecting! So, uh... As they always do, Bruce and, and Dick have their uh, Batman and Robin outfits in the back of the car. So they go to the car and change into their costumes and start snooping around the uh, carnival to see what's going on. And as they're snooping around, they come up on this wax museum and they see that there's some people coming. So they pretend to be wax figures. And uh, the young couple's like, oh my God, look, it's wax figures of Batman and Robin. They look so real. And uh, it's almost like they're alive. 
But of course, there's some weirdos hanging out there, and this is part of the mystery of the carnival. Uh, and that's the reason that they're hiding out. Well, as this is going on, the curator of the wax museum stops by, and uh, he's fixing like Napoleon's wax figure or whatever, uh, and some of the other ones. He's very particular about his wax figures. And uh, once he leaves, Batman and Robin go in through the secret door, and lo and behold, behind the door is a group of gangsters, our favorite villains of the early 40s. And uh, as it turns out, one of the guys has been dressing up as Colonel Dodd, so of course it's not Colonel Dodd's, just as uh, Bruce and Dick suspected. And they have come up with this racket that they're going to run the amusement park, and they're also going to have illegal gambling in there. So they have slot machines and poker games and whatever. Because, um, of course, like you can make some money off the amusement park, but by having all these illegal games, they can make a whole lot more money. Well, this is happening. Uh, Robin backs up into one of the wax figures. The gangsters see them. There's an all-out fight, and Batman and Robin get captured. And they get tied up in the same room as Colonel Dodds is laying. And so now Bruce knows for sure, now here's Colonel Dodds, these guys are up to no good, we need to try to stop them. Well, unfortunately, they're tied up. But lucky for them, the Wax Museum caretaker is extremely weird. Like, really weird. And uh, remember when I said he was particular? He, he's very particular. So he, see, he had seen the, uh, the Batman and Robin Wax figures in the museum, and now here they are in this room... Now, why he would go in the room, I, I don't know, right? Because that's where they're, they're keeping this guy that they kidnapped. Um, but uh, he sees the wax figures, and he's like, oh, my God. It's like, my wax figures are in here. I need to take care of them. He's like, who tied you guys up? So he goes and unties Batman and Robin, and uh, they still kind of pretend to be wax statues, but he kind of just walks off, you know? He's very aloof. And uh, I'm, I'm really curious, like, what the deal is with the caretaker. Because I would like to know more about him. We only see him in these couple panels to try to guide the story along. But the fact that he is so um, particular about the wax figures and he can't determine the difference between a real-life person and a wax figure is a little creepy. And I know maybe it's not the time for this kind of story. If, had this come out maybe in, like, the 60s? Uh, the story would have been a little bit different, but this caretaker could have really been a great weirdo villain for, for Batman and Robin, I think. Anyway, so they manage, Batman and Robin have now escaped, so they get Dodds out uh, from this place, and of course, another fight ensues. So this is a pretty long fight, it goes on for a few pages. Um, Robin uses his trapeze skills, he's like, you know, dangling from things, and... Um, beating these guys up he's going down these slides because of course they're in a funhouse uh, and there's funhouse mirrors everywhere he takes on like four or five guys at a time and then we cut to uh, batman who's going after the gang leader and he has escaped onto one of the roller coasters so batman's flying through all these different rides um, and manages to fly into where the roller coaster is climbs up the ferris wheel jumps off of it into the oncoming roller coaster because Batman is BA. And uh, as he gets there, they start fighting it out on the roller coaster. It's a pretty cool scene uh, where they're like, you know, going up and down the ride. And uh, the, the main gang's just like, hi, you're going to get yours, Batman. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he punches them. But unlike previous issues 
where Batman likes to let uh, the villains fall off very high things and die, uh, he actually grabs them, throws them back into the platform, and uh, of course all the gangsters get arrested. And then later on that day, Dick says, Gee, I sure had a lot of fun at that amusement park. Bruce, I did too. It did offer about the most amazing amusements. And that's the end of the case of the Mystery Carnival. Alright, next up we have Detective Comics number 52. This is from June of 1941. And it's The Secret of the Jade Box. It was a small green box of green jade. But it contained something men wanted. And because of it, men died. It was a puzzle, the box. Yet there was someone who was to solve its mystery. Someone whose ways were equally as mysterious. Someone weird, a fitting creature of darkness. That someone was the Batman. Aided by Robin, the boy wonder, the Batman has to investigate and reveal to all what lay behind the secret of the Jade Box. And I gotta tell you, this is, uh, this is a story that I really, really like. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm knee deep into all these Golden Age stories and, I think everyone knows by now the the gangster type stories are not my favorite. I like when there's uh, some supernatural elements, some some weird supervillain types, and uh, this is a story that fits kind of right into it because there's a lot of mythology. There's there's some callbacks to previous stories as well, and uh, I I really like this one. And uh, as you can imagine by the title of the story, the secret of the J Box, it does take place in Chinatown. And we've we come upon Chinatown a few times before, and uh, one of those characters is going to be brought up in this story. So let's get on with it. And uh, God, this first page is awesome, man. It's got Batman like grabbing these Mongol soldiers by their uh, their ponytail and swinging them around, uh, Robin in flying through the background, uh, kicking some of these guys down. It's uh, it's really cool. Anyway, so as the story starts, uh, we meet Mister Potter who is a collector of Chinese curiosities. And uh, he's got a, a large collection of items made of jade. And if you know, jade is kind of a, an important stone in, uh, in Chinese history. A lot of very valuable items were made of jade. And this guy collects them. So he goes to this curio shop, um, and there's, a, there's an Asian man there. He purchases a, a box made out of jade from him. And apparently he had purchased it that morning from an Asian man, and he was holding it just for Mr. Potter because he knew Mr. Potter uh, liked collecting jade items. So Mr. Potter takes it uh, home, and uh, he's showing it to his butler, who, oddly enough, looks a whole lot like Alfred. Uh, though his name is not Alfred, it's Thomas. But uh, I would assume this may be a, a proto-Alfred at least. I think we're not going to see Alfred show up until Batman number 16, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, it was cool to see that. So, he's showing him this little box, and uh, as soon as Thomas leaves, uh, this man comes in wielding a dagger and attacks Mr. Potter. And, uh, supposedly kills him. So the next day, Bruce goes to see Mr. Potter, because of course they're friends, and uh, Thomas lets him into the room. And he, they can't find Mr. Potter. But he does see the empty jade box laying on the floor. He's like, that's weird. That's the little box that uh, Mr. Potter showed me. I wonder where he is. So they start looking for him, and he's uh, behind his desk, murdered. He, he was stabbed to death by this mysterious figure. 
So, of course, Gotham PD comes in. They start investigating. And uh, this is a personal friend of Bruce's. So Bruce wants to know what happened to his friend. He grabs the little jade box uh, from Thomas and starts looking inside it. And he realizes that there's a false bottom inside the box. So something must have been hidden. And uh, he wants to know what it is. Well, after the Batman leaves, uh, we see a mysterious figure telling uh, some Asian men that they need to go and find the jade box. Because if somebody, if the police find it, then uh, they're going to be able to figure out who attacked Mr. Potter. So these guys go back to Mr. Potter's house. They start interrogating Thomas. And uh, Thomas is like, look, I don't, I don't know where the box is, but he got it at Ahmed's curio shop. So... These men decide that they're going to go and check out the curious shop. And, of course, Batman is uh, is going to check it out as well. So as he's going there, he sees a shadowy figure uh, on top of the building. And he's like, okay, there's somebody trying to attack me. Something's definitely going on. So he slowly goes to the edge of the building, jumps up, and uh, kicks the guy in the face. Um, and as that is happening, a couple other guys start attacking Batman. And uh, they start fighting it out. But... Uh, just as that happens, the police come in, and now, of course, the police think, huh, maybe Batman's in on this as well. Well, as all this is going on, we cut to some gangsters who start bribing shop owners uh, for money. And at first, they disagree until the main guy starts whispering in their ear, and he's like, well, yes, of course, I'll, I'll gladly give you this money. So now we know that there's something weird going on. The, uh, there's a group of men that go to, uh, talk to, uh, this one guy, Mr. Chung. And, uh, he is now the new mayor of, uh, the unofficial mayor of the Oriental Quarters. And his name is Lu Chung. And, uh, they're all talking to him. And they're like, look, Mr. Mayor, like, you know, our shop owners are getting, uh, harassed. There's people asking for protection money. Uh, you know, if, if the police can't help us, then we need to call Batman. And of course, when this happens, Batman's like, did I hear my name? And he walks in and, uh, starts talking to the men. And that's when we learn that whatever was in the box was actually a, an heirloom of Genghis Khan. And, uh, as it turned out, we get a whole history of Genghis Khan that he was a, a very cruel person, how he, uh, he dominated all of Asia. And the reason he was able to do so was because of this ring. And the ring gives him the power to make other people do whatever he wants. And, uh, of course, the the ring is passed on uh, generation to generation through the Genghis Khan line. And uh, his sons ended up having it and until finally one of his sons decided, you know, I'm not going to use this for evil. And that's kind of when the empire uh, toppled. And... Uh, so now that we get this whole story, uh, the, the Asian men leave and Batman's talking to, uh, the, to Lu Chung, the, the new mayor of, uh, Chinatown. And of course, Lu Chung knew Wong. If you remember Wong from a previous detective story, uh, he was, uh, Batman's buddy and he was killed by, uh, by some Asian gangsters as well, uh, under similar circumstances. And he's saying, well, obviously this man died because of the box. Tell him a little bit more about it. And, you know, some of these villains are pretty dumb. Because uh, I don't know if Lu Chung figured that maybe Batman knew what was going on. 
Because he's like, I thought, surely you must have guessed by now it was this, the ring of Genghis Khan. And uh, there's a trap door underneath Batman's chair. Batman falls down. And he has to uh, start fighting a wild dog. A gigantic wild dog. Uh, looks like a big mastiff. Uh, so Batman fights it out with the dog. Ends up knocking the dog out. And Lu Chung sends some of his henchmen in to uh, start fighting the Batman. And uh, they chase him all over this dungeon or whatever. But uh, Lu Chung, or Batman manages to escape. Um, just as that's happening, he sees some of the, the other... Uh, I guess the council people of Chinatown, uh, they're down there as well. There's some other henchmen, but Batman starts fighting them as well, uh, until a mysterious figure in, a, in an ancient Chinese mask shows up, and he says, I have come for you, O wicked men. That distracts him enough where Batman can knock some of them out, and it turns out that it's Robin. He had found this mask, and when uh, Bruce had disappeared and hadn't come back for long enough, he figured he would go check out what was going on, and that's how Dick had found this dungeon. Well, we then cut back to Lu Chung, and uh, we meet Wong's father, uh, who is now uh, an advisor to Lu Chung. And he tells Batman the story of how he ended up being trapped in the dungeon. Because after Wong got killed and Lu Chung took over uh, being mayor of Chinatown, uh, he he was advising him on stuff, and Wong apparently was a uh, descendant of Genghis Khan, and he had always kept the ring. His whole family had always kept the ring, but they never used it for evil, and that was one of the things that made Wong different. Is that he just wanted to keep it so that evil men couldn't um, couldn't use the ring to do whatever they wanted, and uh, so he tells Batman the story. Batman heads out and finds Lu Chung, uh, and he knocks him out and uh, gets him arrested. And then you get a whole nice thing between uh, between Wong's father and Batman, and we get a resolution to the story. So when they found Porter uh, had the box, they killed them, took the ring, and left the box behind. But what made Chung send them back for more, uh, for the second for the box a second time? And this is where we get the story within the story. Wong's dad says, when his men returned only with the ring, I told Chung the police would find a clue hidden in the box, but there really wasn't any clue. I thought if Chung sent back a crew the second time to the scene, the police or someone would see them. It did work. Just like that, the way, um, just like that in a way after all. It finished Chung. Yes, and this finishes the threat of the con, uh, of the Kong ring forevermore. I'll destroy the ring. Now your people can walk free again, as all men should. And uh, that's the end of the story. So ends the strange case of the Jade Box. And uh, I really like that one. I love when they do these uh, little history callbacks, uh, bring in some magic and mythology. And, uh, you know, while while Lu Chung and his men are, are still kind of two-bit villains, we don't have, like, serious recurring uh, characters quite yet. Uh, aside from Hugo Strange, I guess, and maybe Clayface uh, slash Basil Carlo, if you wanna if you wanna look at it that way. Uh, but I, but I like this, and I like that we're starting to develop some kind of shared mythology in in the Batman universe, right? Because the callback to to Wong was nice. Uh, I know that people that have read these stories are are very fond of Wong, um, and unfortunately, he didn't last very long. But uh, yeah, really cool. Detective Comics number fifty two. Really really enjoyed it. If you uh, if you 
have a chance to pick this one up. And I think that's going to be the end of the episode. Next episode, we'll be back with another Batman the Animated Series discussion. So Jay will be joining me, and uh, we're going to be talking about a Scarecrow story. So stay tuned for that in a few days, and we'll catch you next time.